Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T., Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... Behold the king, the king of kings. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come. Right back where we started from Well, hustlers, grab your guns Your shadow weighs a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Kings of the Rings podcast, an episode where there will be room for Jesus between Will and Kate because (laughs) your royal highness 
is back. It is me, King Ricky Rose, your host of the Kings of the Rings podcast. My apologies, I was out on a little bit of an assignment preparing for a very, very big announcement that we will talk about later on in the show, but enough of that. Let's get to some of our plugs. You can find Kings of the Rings podcast, KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, especially where all podcasts can be found. iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio and find all of Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me personally at Ambassador Biggs on all types of social media because I am literally everywhere. But where would I be without the macho man to my Hulk Hogan, the founder of Kings of the Rings podcast, Mr. Will Tarashock. Will, how are you? California, here we come, brother. Right back where we started from because it always rises to the top. That was pretty good, actually. Ooh. That was my macho man so bad, Ricky. Don't get me wrong, dear brother. Of course, it's I Will, Will Tarashuk, Tyson Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. It's named my new movie, I Will, featuring Will Smith and Will Arnett. You can find me and follow me for instant gratification <laughs> at Will Tarashuk, Tyson Thomas, A-R-A-S-H. UK, California, here we come. Kate Murphy, how you doing? I'm how happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm actually, I'm a little upset that Ricky's back because last week, the chemistry, the flames, the ra- the flames last week, they were brewing. It got hot and steamy in here last week. The show was Twitter on Kings. fire last week. Yeah, good thing I came here to cool it down. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rollins, we burned that motherfucker down. Here comes Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, he did. Oh, it is me, your queen bee, the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy and on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. How's everybody doing today? I'm tired. I'm you're tired. Really, really, really well for us on suspension for the next two weeks. I am pumped. I am very surprised at this that you you actually found something to do. I know. It's like uh, two weeks ago was like one of the worst weeks of my life. And last week and this week, things have just been a complete 180. It's great. Maybe next week I'll have a girlfriend. It'll be a fit. I'll go up and up. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let's, not, let's not put the cart before the horse now. It's a, <laughs> oh, it's, you're not having that good of a week. When Mercury's I coming know, out of right? retrograde, it's time for everybody to get their shit together again. Everyone's going to be right? happy again. Summer is ending. I Mercury and retrograde shit, but it did not affect me one bit at all. I was fucking chilling. So I don't know about all you guys, but uh, sucks to suck. Anywho, um, let's move on to some news and notes going on throughout the world of wrestling. One of the bigger news and notes that happened um, this past week was that the WWE Network totally did a revamp and an overhaul, if anybody noticed. I don't know if you noticed from all of her emails, from her text messages, from her alerts on you on the WWE app, from all the news articles that came out about it, but WWE Network completely changed their interface and to, honestly, I actually really like it. I uh, love it, can, but they, they, they took away my watch list. No, they didn't. It's still there uh, somewhat. No, no, no. They, they said uh, – I looked it up because it's literally not there anywhere. They said over the next yeah. week, it, they're still fixing a little bit of bugs, and it will be back. So it's going to – it's just all going to come know. back because that's the first thing I looked for my watch list because I got to do – you know, I got to do Wrestle Wars. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do. But it, it wasn't there. It's still not here. I'm looking at it right now. But this new mm-hmm. interface, I love it. It's very much like obviously like no Netflix. It's clean. 
It is it is much cleaner and crisper. But I liked honestly, I really liked the other one. But my favorite part about it though is if you go, um, I forget where it is, but you can look at the, like they have the whole Hall of Fame um, in all the rosters. You can click on each one and see like where they are in the network and some of their best content. It's actually amazing. Yeah, you can you can you can search by superstar. Finally, no, they they always they, they always they always had that, um, but it wasn't really it, was, pro- it wasn't really prominent. It's a lot easier to get to. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a much user friendly interface. Um, no complaints. Uh, so thus far about the new WWE Network system, uh, it's easier to get the pay per views. It's easier to get to the current pay per views from the past year because mm-hmm. you literally just like scroll down a little bit and they're right there. It's easier to get to like any of the streaming broadcasts. Um, I like the trending feature, mm-hmm. which is pretty much what everybody is like watching currently. The recently which is really added. Cool is a must because sometimes they just kind of throw a new photo shoot up there. I'm like, well, where the fuck did this come from? Or they'll throw up a whole new show with like eight episodes that were originally filmed in 2017, like the, um, the uh, formerly known as, something like that, and it's now it's front and center. This new network oh, is a beautiful. known as, yes. Yeah, but like, yes. that, that, that just kind of showed up one day, and then now it's recently added. It can be right there for me to watch. You know what formerly known as was a YouTube series that they did. That's why. Right. Now it's on the network, which and, makes sense. And then they put on network. I love it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. No, it, it's great. Kate, what are your thoughts on the, so, on the new network? It's beautiful. I have the network on my PlayStation. I have it on my phone. I'm looking at it on my phone now because I haven't really looked at it. But on the PlayStation, it's beautiful. It's super easy to find everything. I have no complaints. It's really nice. It's a lot easier. Yes. And now what has also been rumored with this new network is that within the next 12 months or so, or within the next year, WWE is going to be moving towards a uh, a tiered subscription system. This has been hinted for a while. I remember when uh, Will and I kind of did that survey a couple of years ago. It was last remember year. Remember Will about... It, it was, was la- it last year. It was last, it was last year because I did it at work because I had nothing else to do. I needed time to kill to look busy. <laughs> yeah, we did that survey. They, they talked about a lot of different things. Um, for, Evolve for might have been on that survey too of extra content. Might have, yeah. So we're gonna do like oh interesting tier. So it's gonna be a, there's gonna be like a lights a light tier which is like four ninety nine, a regular tier which is the regular shit that you see, and then there's like the super like XL like mega tier which is gonna be like fourteen ninety nine. The difference between like the the lightest tier from what I've read is that you won't actually get all the live pay per views on the light tier. You only get like the big four. And maybe some NXT tapings on the regular t- I mean, the regular nine ninety nine. You get what you're getting right now on the massive fourteen ninety nine tier. You get everything from the smaller tiers, everything live, all that regular content plus bonus content from apparently other independent promotions. I'm assuming it's going to be Evolve. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it may also be um, some UK indie promotions like Progress and ICW, which WWE already has working contracts with. So my question to you guys is, what tier are you buying when the tiers come out? $14.99, Honestly, wow, that, that, that probably quick. me too, because I have been a day one subscriber to the network, and I have absolutely zero regrets. Out of all the streaming services I have, um... WWE Network is is the best one for in terms of content and bang for your buck and probably the one I use the most. Um, 
What gets it for me is the original is the original programming, like a twenty fours, a table for threes, the ride alongs, is what puts it over the edge more than just regular pay per views and weekly NXT. Um, I might, I got honestly, I have to see what's there. I might, is it three? Is it three tiers or is it just two? It's gonna be three, four ninety nine, nine ninety nine, and fourteen ninety nine. All right, I'm gonna keep the nine ninety nine just just for now, and then once the new stuff comes out that on the fourteen ninety nine package, I want to see what it is and see if it would interest me before I go and up up and update and subscribe already. But eventually, yeah, this is all speculation. Eventually, I'll probably be that fourteen ninety nine tier within the next twelve months. Within the next 12 months, so they haven't really announced the start date yet, but I'm assuming it's going to start probably, if they're smart, they're going to do it before WrestleMania next year. Yeah. They mm. get kind of at that buy-in. That's when, those, that's when network subscribers are usually at its highest, or people who are tuning in to see it are usually at its highest. So I would assume um, by WrestleMania uh, next year is when these new tiered systems and stuff will come out. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I feel like any place where we can get multiple indie promotions, like I would love to see Evolve, and I'd love to watch Evolve shows when I can't make it to Evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would I would put the I would put the actual date on February twenty second, twenty twenty, because that will be um, well six years. Year six, right? Six years. Yeah, year six of the actual network. I wouldn't put it past them to do that. I can't believe it's been six years already. Yeah, I remember I know, subscribing. Right? I was an intern in grad school. Yeah, I was. I was I, sitting in my dorm room freshman year. Yeah, and I was like, I was. I wasn't doing work. I was trying to sneak to watch the network at my cubicle. I think I was locked in my office in my old apartment, and I didn't want my ex to know I was getting. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling, so I was like secretly doing it. It was like porn. And that's wow. why he's an ex. Glad. Yeah, exactly. that's glad you broke up with that fucker. Oh, yeah. Jesus. We weren't allowed to watch what? Was it too barbaric for him? No. Um, all the hot guys. And then all the hot girls. Oh. It made him insecure oh. about his own body. What, one of those. He, he knew. <laughs> he knew he could he couldn't keep you if one of them made an advance. <laughs> and this was like pre, That's what happened. It was like pre-daddy, pre-anything. This is when I just like tunnel visioned on the sport. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he knew. He 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 knew what was up. Thank God. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, thank God you thank God you got out of that and you're back with us. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yes. So you know, WWE is kind of a new network. We have a new tier system coming within the next, you know, 12 months. Well, coming up within the next maybe 60 seconds or so, we're going to break down Raw and SmackDown and the destruction that Brock Lesnar has left on the WWE. So stay tuned and we will be right back. I'm inviting you to join me every Monday morning for the Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is the Gift of Podcast. Hey folks, my name is Mr. Fretz, host of the Fretzelmania Podcast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. 
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. And apparently this week in WWE was hashtag beat up the shield week uh, because we got decimation uh, and, and a, an attempted murder uh, from Brock Lesnar and from a mystery uh, person who tried to kill Roman. So let's first start off with the uh, with Thanos, a.k.a. Brock Lesnar of of the wrestling cinematic universe. And Brock Lesnar, since Extreme Rules, since winning the WWE Universal Championship has shown up more often than not to TV. Pretty impressive. What's even more impressive is he's back to just being I don't give a shit Brock Lesnar. No more Brock party. Just kick ass, take names, and fucking leave. And maybe also kill some people in the stretcher here and there. Oh, it was terrific. It was, it was the point. It was what it was. It was the point of the driver. He's just like, you stay. <laughs> oh, I will get you. Honestly, watching, honestly, the, the, the things that to take off and watching Brock just chase after the ambulance would have been a little bit better in my eyes. But, but I understand it's a three hour show. You only have so much time. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was great. It was phenomenal. I mean, Brock's back, baby. It's SummerSlam. SummerSlam is starting to build for um, a great show. And you know, last, looking to be fantastic. Dude. Last week, me and Kate kind of mentioned how like the Raw reunion was just a pause on the build to SummerSlam. But this week, more than made up for it in every single way, and this was just a great example. I'm really excited for SummerSlam. So typically, when we do our prediction shows, you know how I give everything like a five, and it's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be like my highest rated prediction. Like I'm, re- I'm really. It's gonna be a five point seven five. Yeah, exactly. I'm really stoked for SummerSlam, and Negative I actually Nancy over here. don't hate Brock right now. I mean, I don't, oh. I don't like him, but because he's just he's on TV and doing his thing, I'm not mad. You see, Paul Heyman becomes in charge of Raw, and now Brock Lesnar magically shows up more. It's like a win-win for everybody. Yeah, now that he's showing up on TV, now I don't have as much of an issue with him. I just don't like him. But that, that's something that's not really going to change. I like, like, Party Brock and all that. But, no, he's showing up on TV. I'm not going to bitch about it. Yeah, I would love to party with Party Brock. I also would like to party with Party Brock. Party Brock, if you're listening. I feel like listening. Party Brock would be the most amazing person ever. Oh, yeah. What do you think is playing out of the boombox? California, oh, here the- we come <laughs> no. right back where we started from. <laughs> Playing out of Brock's boombox, um, summer of '69. No, it's gonna. Be, it's probably gonna be like NWA. Fuck the police! Like it's gonna be something so surprising that you wouldn't think that comes out of like Brock speakers. But he's like, "Yeah, this is my shit," and you're like, "Yeah, it is, Brock. You do what you want." <laughs> That's a good. Okay, okay. Seriously though, we'll talk. <laughs> What kind of music does Brock Lesnar listen to? Because it's definitely not like a Kenny Chesney, you know, kind of like that country boy, southern like. But I'm I thinking feel like, like it's something really surprising. It's like underground out, hip hop. It's like Big L. Big L, yeah. White people, you like you said, Vicky. White people do love Big L. White people love Big L, yo. Ah, but the Vanilla Gorillas playlist. Like, what is the Brock Lesnar <laughs> Spotify playlist? Can we can we make that a Patreon? The Vanilla Gorilla <laughs> playlist. The Vanilla Gorilla. That's the episode title, definitely. The Vanilla Gorilla playlist. The Gorilla playlist. Um, I could <sighs> see him liking very like quiet, relaxing, maybe some like new age, like Enya, something very chill. <laughs> Enya, some like some like spa music. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, it's going to be something you don't expect. Like, he probably, like, gets in his car and he'll drive down the freeway and it's very, like, tranquil, like, relaxing music. Or it'll be, like, a guided no, dude. on the way to work Brock, or something. Brock just cruises on the highway going 95 to Old Town Road. Yes, he does. Oh, he definitely he does. Should. And he sings along to it and Sable's just like, oh, why did I marry you? <laughs> she better be Mark Marrow. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That and the John Cena theme song. That's what he listens to. <laughs> he listens to John Cena. He goes down. <laughs> he listens to the whole Word Life album. <laughs> that's it. Actually, no. Brock Lesnar listens to the Elias album. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, it was top 10 on iTunes for like a week. It was. I bet it was. It was amazing. So, Brock destroys Seth. Um... Ironically, I don't know, this is probably storyline, but Seth did not want to release his medical information, which, you know, HIPAA, and he doesn't have to. <laughs> I like <laughs> you know, so storyline. <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely a storyline, but he also, like, legitimately doesn't have to release his medical information. But he took a pounding. Like, I felt bad after a while. Dude, the F5 on a stretcher, I was just like, ow, dude, you hit the... You, he you, bounced you hit, off you the hit stretcher. all of the corners. Like, every single one of them. <laughs> I know yeah, pipes don't have corners, but you hit them. Yeah, he's going over yeah. summer time for sure. <sighs> at this point, I don't want stuff to go over. One, I saw it at WrestleMania. That's satisfying for me. Two, when he went over, they teamed up with Becky, and that ruined... One, if not both of them, you know, so why are we rehashing the story again? I still am, um, I guess, in the minority here, no pun intended, um, with with having Brock go up against somebody from the country and having Brock win. It doesn't have to be like, like I said, it doesn't have to be a long program. It's obviously a short program, a short build to Extreme Rules now, but I mean, to SummerSlam now that Brock won at Extreme Rules. But give it to somebody like Zayn. I mean, Zayn has his match, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I would have loved to have seen Zayn go into a quick, short program with Brock and become that true babyface that Zayn plays best, even though he's a fantastic shithead heel. But, you know, I would like to have seen somebody different go up against Brock and Seth. Brock got his revenge at Extreme Rules. That should have ended the story. You know, WWE, they don't like to end things when they should. They like to keep it going until they no longer can. I know, I know, but just Seth's struggling. It's as a baby face right now. I don't like it. Like he had to revert to saying put some stank on it. Yeah. Just mm, doesn't really go. Did you read the article? There's like an interview with Becky Lynch that came out, I think it was like today. And she was saying that she uh, does not like what WWE did to their relationship on camera. Don't post that shit on Instagram, then, Seth. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. I mean, oh, Seth I guess I could did post this now, you idiot. So she had said that when they approached making their relationship like part of kayfabe, they were into the idea because the way she viewed it in her head is, oh, cool, two strong champions, you know, like working together side by side, like just being two strong champions. But then yeah. she's like, no, WWE didn't listen. They're really good at subtlety. So I think they're gonna Yeah. So I think they're gonna be separate on TV going forward. 
Which uh, they need to be. Thank God. They they need to be. Uh, <laughs> Becky benefits from being separated from Seth, and Seth needs to just find his footing again. Yeah. Because right now, he, like, br- I'm rooting for Brock at SummerSlam at this point. I can't believe I'm I am saying too. is I'm rooting for Brock at SummerSlam, and I don't like Brock. <laughs> yeah, I still like Seth, yeah. but at this point. Brock losing is it just it's just completely pointless. It's not a good idea. It's pointless. Yeah. It's just like, well, why have him cash in then just to lose it? Yeah. Right after. I mean, Maybe there's still it, there's still money in Brock Lesnar. It's still I mean as long as it keeps showing up on TV and has like these kind of feuds, like I mean every other pay-per-view, maybe. Or but it's just it's stupid to have him win money in the bank, cash in, and then Drop it immediately. But it shows it, that he's it, it, human. It shows that he's capable of dropping too. Yeah, but Brock doesn't need to drop right now. If we're gonna go with the rumored Paul Heyman model for Raw, Brock has to win. Paul Heyman's philosophy is build up your heels, uh, have super strong heels as as champions to build up your baby faces. Where where the rumor is also Bishop is going to go the opposite way, have all your faces be really strong to build up your heels. Mm-hmm. So if we're going with that Heyman model, Brock has to win. There's mm-hmm. no stronger heel in the business. You're right. You know, and if that's going to help in the long run build up a baby face, maybe not Seth, but maybe somebody else, then I'd much rather have Brock win and push that narrative where someone needs to take him out, you know, sometime down the road. So, but speaking of being taken out, who killed Roman Reigns? Or who tried to attempt to kill Roman Reigns? Best guess. John Moxley. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine if it was all just a ruse and he returns and he's the one that's been behind like the destruction of the shield, literally? It's the weird. same it's the same person who killed JR. <laughs> Which one, <laughs> the one from the Dallas soap opera, or or the war the Jr. from fucking um from WWE Dallas? Who did kill Jr.? I totally forgot who it was. I never watched Dallas. I just know that's the biggest. That was like the biggest thing on TV for like ever. Yeah, but if somebody's watching, that's really old. Who killed Jr. <laughs> or listening? Actually, let us know. You know what's gonna? You know what's gonna know who killed Jr. Mr. Mr. Fratz. Fucking Fratz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I I remember it was like a big letdown. It was like who shot Mr. Burns? Oh, that was a big letdown. Yeah, it was fucking Maggie. Yeah, that was that was annoying. Mm. Yeah, fuck that. Boo. Boo. <laughs> but who's destroying Roman Reigns? Probably Drew. I'm McIntyre. gonna say not Samoa Joe. I don't want it to be Samoa Joe. As much as I wanted to be oh, Samoa Joe, I don't want to be Samoa Joe. He has but no, the match with Finn. Has, yeah. Yeah, but it's, 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 you set it up for after SummerSlam because Finn's apparently going away. <laughs> to get married. <laughs> Bastard. Or take time off. I'm going to assume it gets married. Both. Yeah, Finn is really slim. This is like a really rapid romance, too. I don't, first, I don't see them... What's it called? I just totally lost where I was going. I don't I, see I mean, them like like putting planting the seeds for Bray yet. No, I mean all signs point to it's probably Samoa Joe, but I'd it, Samoa Joe's <laughs> character isn't the one to do a sneak attack. Exactly, he's the one. That, he's kind of a character who's going to literally like come come at you. He doesn't use objects like he did on Raw. Or, and, 
Yeah. Well, let's think. Who doesn't have a match at SummerSlam that could potentially have the motive? What is Braun Strowman doing for SummerSlam? Anything? Ooh, there was that thing with Maria and Braun. Do you... Th- Where she's like, show me how big and strong you are. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it could be Braun, but we've seen Roman and I, Braun. I mean, I know which, we have. I'm not opposed to it. But we've also like, seen we've Roman seen and Joe already. how many times? I love Roman and Braun. I, that's, a few, that's one of my Fight Forever feuds, but I don't want it right now. I'm, I'm interested in new and exciting. We saw Roman and Joe once at Backlash, the worst pay-per-view WWE's put on. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't their that fault. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you didn't have to be there. I was fucking there. It was horrible. You went to that? Yeah, I thought it was going to be good. The card looked good, and then they shit the bricks. The best match on that card was Miz's Intercontinental title match, which was the first match on the card. And they tore the house down, and then nothing could top that. That and oh, Elias. I, I do remember that pay per view. Yeah. Which year did you go? Backlash was last year. Was last year. That was the that was the first ever co branded pay per view. I'm pulling up. Oh shit. yeah, I'm pulling up the card because I'm trying to remember. Yeah, with, with that shitty theme song that they had the all the wrestlers fake sing. Oh my oh, god! Yes. Oh my god! I remember that. <laughs> Why do I remember that? It was that? so bad. I loved the theme so, song. It Dude, was so I, bad. I pushed that shit out of my mind. Vicky, why do you bring these things back? You know what I just remembered now? That you just brought it what? all back to me? Do you remember the WWE, the 2K17 theme song was my favorite With thing. With Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Oh, yes. When I worked at GameStop and the 2K commercial used to come on, I would lose my fucking mind every time. <laughs> You need to still work at GameStop so I can get discounts on games. Uh, yeah, I left right? GameStop like a year ago. <laughs> Damn it, Kate. Yeah. The best thing I ever got from working at GameStop is that's how I managed to order the uh, the John Cena uh, collector's Cena edition. Cena edition? Yep. God, I remember that edition. I'm staring at that I'm canvas so, right there. I'm so mad you stopped working at GameStop because it's about to be like video game season. I know. Like I know. August to November the f- yeah, the fall is video is game season. The fall is coming. So I'm, I'm yeah. reading the fucking the card from Backlash Madden comes out crying. tonight. Yeah, or not tonight. We'll... Daniel Bryan defeated Big Cass by submission. I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> 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 Bra- wait, wait. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Yeah, that happened. Keep going. There's more. Um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura ended in a draw. Because they kicked each other in the nuts. Yep. Carmella defeated Charlotte. That was uh, a horrible Jeff match. Jeff defeated Randy Orton. That I was happy about. Um, Nia defeated Alexa. Seth. De- that was a bad match. Yeah, Seth defeated The Miz, and then the show. Then there was Ruby Riot with Liv Mo. Oh wait, Liv and Mo. Liv and Sarah were on the the side. Ruby versus Bailey. That was also not that great of a match. It was Seth, Seth and the Miz were fantastic. That was a great match. I remember that was one of my favorite matches, I think, that year. Then your main event was Roman versus Samoa Joe, and it seemed like a great big deal until it was Resting Hold City. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's like watching Alexa Bliss two weeks ago. <laughs> God. Oh. Let's move on from that horrible nightmare to a great fantasy become reality and the OC not the not the BC the OC are the raw tag team 
champions and no one was happier than AJ Styles on Raw because AJ looked like he did a lot of cocaine. It was great. <laughs> cocaine Zane back again, baby. Yeah, remember, right. remember last week when fucking um, everyone's like, wow, the DX buried uh, the OC. Remember when Xbox said they didn't really want to do this? They want to didn't want to bury them. Who's buried now? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, Fucking usually when fans, segments dude. like that have happened, though, in the past, like, look what happened to the Ascension. Yeah, yeah true. that's true. Like, there's a history of people being buried by the legends, and it looked like it was going to happen. But when you really, you know, put in the fact that AJ signed a new contract and Anderson and Gallus both signed new contracts... They're not going to get buried anytime soon. They need them. They got new merchandise the week before, which, by the way, that shirt is fantastic. I kind of want it. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised I didn't buy it during the, during the Cyber Monday sale. I held back. I bought a Dolph Ziggler shirt because it should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't going to get buried. And plus, how are you going to bury AJ Styles? You can't. Try as you, try as you may. <laughs> Good luck. This man is... The man has already been buried. He went through TNA. I was going to say, okay. TNA, TNA couldn't even bury him, and they tried. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think people also need to understand that losing doesn't automatically make you a jobber, and losing doesn't automatically bury you. Sometimes you have to lose just to come back stronger, and people need to shut the fuck up about job being jobbers and getting buried. Or sometimes you say dumb shit on Twitter, and that's actually the thing that buries you. Well, that's different. How you doing, how you doing Leo Rush? Oh. <laughs> how you doing, Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Corbin. <laughs> what an idiot. No, Corbin did dumb shit in real life. That's why he lost the fucking briefcase. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we have a bunch of these jobbers that are actually really popular. For instance, look at the 24-7 championship title picture. The most exciting thing in all of wrestling. Have you seen the okay. shirts? Oh, <laughs> what shirt? Go on the shop. There are shirts with the belts in the tum- on the tummy. Like you're wearing the belt. Oh, it's one of the John Cena shirts? Kind of. <laughs> That's really oh, funny. Oh yeah, no, no, can't do it. I almost want it, but it's there's something wrong with it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the fact that they designed the shirt is the issue. Poor Mike Canellis. <laughs> that it's funny whole at thing. The, I've... At this point, it's really funny. Like I love a like a like just Maria Canellis' character is hysterical to me at this it's point. Great. It's because we all we all know that guy. <laughs> we all know that Mike Canellis. We all know. I have like three of them in my family. All right, I know them. <laughs> they exist. All right. Like, because every time you see it, it's like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> this poor guy. We talked about this last week too. Oh, it's like, like it's like go Maria. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you go girl. And it's, she it's hilarious. It this she's, week, the first she's hilarious. Maria Canales is hilarious. Yeah. You don't open this door right now, I'm going to kick you in the vagina. Twitter's <laughs> <laughs> so mad at Mike Canellis. Twitter's very mean to Mike Canellis. I'll put it that. And he doesn't deserve yeah. that stuff. And honestly, I've looked at some of Mike Canellis' rebuttals. He actually rebuttals people in a really respectful way and educated way because Mike Canellis isn't a dumb motherfucker. I really like Mike um, Canellis. 
yeah, he just he gets shitted on a lot. And I feel bad for him in the Twitter world. Like he knows it's a joke. He knows it's a character. He knows Maria would never do that to him. Like according and especially according to our very own little Tara Shock, Maria's like the sweetest person in the world. Oh, she's so sweet. But fuck she's yeah, really dude, Mike Hill's nice. is a cuck, all right? He deserves it. Oh, there's a whole vagina yeah. comment. Like the second was, she said, I'm going to kick you in the vagina, I knew I'm like, this is going to be fun tomorrow. <laughs> oh, please. If he said kick him right in the pussy, would that have been better? I fit in the weird, like, gay pocket, the pocket of, like, gay wrestling Twitter. So, like, I'll see weird shit like that. And people were, like, salty. And I'm like, it's not, it's not anything. Like, it's TV. It's just. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's one of those things, like... It would have worked better 10 though, years ago. Sure. I yeah, still think it was I funny. They would have, was they would have said pussy 10 years that's ago. That's not what I expected to hear. Yeah. And I think that's what the best thing about the Canals character is, is that she's saying things you don't expect her to say. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, there's a there's a niche for that, and it's entertaining. And she's adding more layers to this 24-7 division. But... How long is she going to have? I hope she doesn't have it to the length of her pregnancy. I read a rumor. She's the first Are you ready to champion. hear? Are you ready to hear the What's rumor? The, what is the rumor? She's going to be in the hospital. No. She's going to be giving birth. No. <laughs> Guess who's going to come in fl- as she gives birth? Mark Henry. No. <laughs> nope. The homeboy, oh. R-Truth. Wow. That's so attitude era, but I'm so for it. I hope no, the it problem happens. is though because don't... she's she doesn't have the belly. She's not giving birth anytime soon. Well, that's the well, thing. Well, no, she just she just became pregnant. That's the thing. You can keep oh, it on her in the, for a while. Just... Yeah, but that's another few months. That's at least another four months. Yeah. Well, she she may not show to maybe like halfway through her pregnancy. Yeah. No, but the, no, How that no, no, the, the, the twenty four. Like, she just the 20, like, no, She's starting to get a belly, but the 24-7 title is on TV, like, every single week consistently. And the 24-7 is so, championship is so successful. Because if you go to WWE's YouTube, um, they're the most watched videos on their YouTube channel. This right. thing is, yeah. blows up on social media. Um, so it's so good. It's they're not going, away. It's not going away anytime Diego soon. Comic-Con. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, this title is this not going to go away for a few months so we can build a belly. Like... <laughs> Well, no, no. She's. I think she's going to parade around being that I'm pregnant, you can't touch me Yeah. until she gets caught slipping at some point. But who's going to take it from her? That's the big question. Like, who's going to have the balls to pin a pregnant woman? A woman, probably. I'll do it. But, like, who? You, th- you think Renee Michelle pins her? That'd be good. Yeah. Did you see, Did you see her tweet about Drake? I was just going to say she had the tweet about, like, Somebody told. Did you her see po- her in the uh, ring? Good about the Lord. first pregnant champion. She's like, wow, some women have all the luck. No, she also posted. She's like, well, since Drake is obsessed with the twenty four seven title, I wore this green oh, and gold uh, outfit. Too. And he still didn't look at me. <laughs> and he still didn't look at me. <laughs> she also got her pro wrestling. De- she also got her debut on Raw. She did. Renee oh, Michelle. Gorgeous. Good, for her. Good Lord. What? She's gorgeous. She's so pretty. Well, Renee, yeah, no shit. Do you think yeah, Renee, dude, Renee Michelle is going to pin Maria Canellis? And that's I, how they consummate their marriage, finally? Yeah. 
I that, that that's only that's like the only logical way of doing this. No, dude, we need some, we need we need some HLA right now, Michelle and uh, <laughs> Maria. Maria Canellas, because <laughs> like here's the thing: you can't have a male superstar pin a pregnant woman because I feel like that backlash would be god awful. You also can't have a pregnant woman take a bump. Yeah, yeah, that like that as like well. Of, They're gonna have to any, like steal it from like, her. Not like, even a roll up. Like no, no way can she take any form of a bump. Yeah, they're gonna have to be real creative. Like she's gonna have to like fall asleep or something like that. Or no, she's gonna have to be asleep, or she's gonna have to like lose it. Like she's gonna have to have like baby brain, and like forget the title somewhere, and then like truth is gonna find it like on a park bench, and that's how he wins. Have <laughs> baby brain, nice. I mean, they could. That's a way they could utilize, like think, use it, like utilize her pregnancy without her having to take a bump. I guess, I mean, the positive thing is that she's on TV. Exactly. And, uh, you know, very, like, a lot of these guys, like, Canals and them are on TV, and they're becoming, they're being used. Like, there's a, the roster for WWE is massive, be that as it may. But there is, if you do it the right way, you can find a little niche for everybody. Yeah. And this is what the 24-7 title is doing. It's finding that really creative, funny niche for people that need it. Um, and giving people other opportunities to show what they can do. Like jump off the top of a raw set like Gary the Goat, a.k.a. Cedric Alexander, who was part of that chaotic last last part of Raw. Oh, it was great. Was v- He's an icon. Very attitude Dude, error. Very no, just ridiculous. That was, that was straight up ECW. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely Paul. It was beautiful. Just without, without, the, without the chairs, tables, and Sabu, like that was just <laughs> that, that was just that was, had that. I was it was an ECW match, dude. Like the only thing I was missing was literally Must- uh, Kama Mustafa and um, the fucking uh, Little Jack. What's that his name? New Jack. New Jack coming out of the trash can and the gangsters music. Yeah, don't, don't call Little Jack. Don't call New Jack Little Jack. That will end up with a staple in your head. Oh, that's what uh, fucking Brock Lesnar listens to. He listens to New Jack's rap album. <laughs> the New Jack's rap album. <laughs> if he has one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was... I loved that ending. It was fantastic. It, you know, that's the raw I remember growing up. Just utter chaos, and you don't know what's going to happen next. And because of the fact that you don't know what's going to happen next, you had to tune in, tune in next week to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. Thank God. Yeah. You know, it was great. You had you had Roman getting Roman and the Usos getting attacked at the same time, and they haven't called them the Bloodline yet, but they are so close so cl- to making them a faction. It's blatantly obvious. How long have I been saying that I wanted a fucking Samoan faction forever? It's really funny on their I'm Instagram, on WWE's Instagram, they have labeled them the Bloodline. Yeah, just not on television. Just not on TV, God, which I'm trying the, to figure out what the, the hell. Usos, Where's my Usos shirt? A DY. If the Usos get another DUI, it's going to be called the blood test. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk about poor... By the way, talk about poor timing. Talk about, <laughs> talk like, about great timing. <laughs> <laughs> talk about piss poor timing. Talk about nothing but better timing. What are you, nuts? John Cena mentions it on Raw two days later. He gets another one. Another He's a one. prophet. John Cena is a prophet. He is God. Fucking savant. The greatest of all time. The best. In, he's not the best in the world, but. Oh, yeah, we'll take just, it can we, easy. Can we, can, we, can we take a sideberg and just kind of talk about that for a second? Because. The sideberg? Sideberg, yeah. Because people are like kind of on the internet saying that, you know, the WWE should 
like fine him or punish him or suspend him. But I'm like, I'm sitting back. This goes, all right. If you got a D, if I got, if you got a DUI, Ricky, would your job yeah. do anything to you? Uh, potentially. He's potentially. a mental professional. Yeah, that's right. different. But I mean, I feel like the two are completely unrelated. Like I have an argument right. I want to make about this actually. Sure. Okay. Okay. So people get really tight about the either Uso getting in DUIs because they've both had DUIs within the last year. Oh yeah. However, Jeff Hardy also just got arrested for public intoxication, and we all know Jeff Hardy's like my hero, and I love Jeff Hardy. But people are a lot more willing to be leaning with Jeff Hardy because he's a hero and an icon in the '90s than the Usos. I've seen that a and lot it's as kind well. Of frustrating, honestly. It's a double-edged sword, and I don't know why that is. Because yes, the Usos have a couple of DURs, but Jeff Hardy has a well-documented problem. Victory Road, and that's people. that's the difference. That's the difference. The Jeff Hardy has a sympathy of like an addict. He has a sympathy of, mm. and he also has a sympathy of someone who's overcome it and he's falling off the wagon. He just he has. It, it's it's easy to feel sympathy for someone like Jeff Hardy. It's like, damn, dude, you got you you fell off the wagon again. Like, come on, like, get back on. You want him to succeed more. The Usos is like, ah, pff, for another one. Like, have the See, Usos ever checked into rehab or anything like that? No. Like, has that ever really no. been documented? No. So I totally get no. that. I don't know. I think I approached it a little bit differently because I am someone that is in recovery and. Right. Like when Je- Jeff Hardy like got arrested like a couple weekends ago, like I was at a party, all my friends were like drunk, and I got, I genuinely was very sad for Jeff Hardy. But like when the same thing with with uh, Jay Uso, like the same deal. I still got sad for him because he probably does have a problem. Just because he hasn't sought help yet doesn't mean he might not need to. He might need to get help, and I just yeah yeah. There doesn't just because he doesn't have on paper. A, like a predetermined or a pre-existing condition doesn't mean that people shouldn't just think he's like a party guy. Yeah, and it's one of those things. It's a very gray area, especially with like, you know, even in even in other sports, like you know, the NFL, the NBA. Like, okay, you have somebody who's an alcoholic or gets a couple of DUIs, but does it does it affect their product that they put out for the company? No, you know. And that that's easy. Like, do you regulate that as like as your employer? It's it's very hard. I mean, I know like the NFL and you know, NBA and a lot of other professional sports have gotten have gone under scrutiny for not punishing their players on a moral ground. Well, this is such a you mad bro discussion, but like do do they really have an obligation to do so? It's a it's a very great area. Like they they do and they don't. You know if it's if it becomes a problem where it affects the products that's put out to the public, then yeah, you should probably do something about it. But like take Ric Flair for example. Ric Flair drank his face off for his entire career. He would he, he his dick gl- out on a plane. <laughs> yeah, he is glorified for being outlandish, and they never punish Rick for anything. Different era. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I agree, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean they don't see it that way. People like Andre the Giant would drink 125 beers in a shot. Like He was in pain, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> I saw the I documentary. Think so did I. I, I, th- I think it's completely unrelated. Like, um, unless, you know, unless he was on company time, like if he was on his way to a show, like a house show, or like on the road uh, in between shows, going to the hotel, yeah, 
Sure, the company should do something. That's an issue. Because it's it's on company time. But if it's just like on his day off, on his way home, it has nothing to do with your place of employment. Now, um, it's it's, it's completely in the eyes of the law. Like if you got a ticket, if he goes to like actual jail, if he gets actual jail time, yeah, completely different. The company should do something. But if it's just like... It's just a DUI that has nothing to do with the job. It's, I think the job shouldn't do anything about it. It's completely unrelated. Now, if you're driving under the influence, first of all, go fuck yourself. Just because you're an asshole. Because you could kill somebody. And go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Um, but in terms of should be punished by his employer, no. Only by a yeah, lot. It's... I agree. Yeah. You know, and then if he gets in, and then if the law, you know, if it's because he got punished by the law, he misses time during employment, then yeah, that's on him. That's his fucking fault. And then, and then that's when the company steps in. Be like, because of your actions, you missed time off, and now you're going to get buried or some shit like that. Yes, that's also fair. You know, um, but yeah, it's a. It's, it's a slippery slope when you're dealing with alcoholics and non-alcoholics and how people feel sympathy for them. So I think what you said, Will, was actually really, you know, it, it hits hits a lot. Um, well, what's also hitting is the women's title scenes. I've been really enjoying the SmackDown and Raw women's title scenes. They're becoming a lot more vicious. They're not really like the classic, like, oh, I hate you, bitch, I hate you, bitch. It seems more of like an even playing field with some of these, uh, with some of these matches leading into SummerSlam. Becky versus Natty is going to be a submission match. Hype. Sharpshooter versus the Disarmor. In Canada. Very excited for that. Screw job, Because screw that job, means screw job, somebody screw job. is going to tap that never taps. It's gonna be wild. And that's and and if I was if I was a booking person, I put that in the middle of the card. Yeah. Right there, because that's the match that's gonna get people excited. Like it's really hard for me to even fathom Becky and or Natty tapping out. You have Becky, the hottest woman of the past year, and you're gonna watch her tap. And you're gonna have Natty, or, or or vice versa. You have Natty tap out in her home country, and she's a fucking heart. Yeah. This is hard like for that, me. These are my two. These are my two favorite women in WWE. There's so a I'm lot fucked. on the line with this in the submission match. Submission matches can really make or break a career. This this is there's a lot of pressure on these women. I think right now to really deliver in this match. Like they need to put on a five star match. Um, because, you know, last week me and Kate had a whole discussion on the state of the women's division in general and how people kind of losing mm-hmm. interest. You know, the WWE's kind of losing interest in them. This is really a chance to get that spark back, to reignite this women's this division. Like prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I couldn't think of a better person to put on a stellar match with than Natty. She can wrestle. If they let Natty wrestle, she'll be fine. Like, that match will be flawless. Yep. Natty can make anybody look good. The other thing I'm also interested there there there's gonna be like a screwy finish or something because that's the other thing. What if they don't want to make either of them tap? Like, what if like Lacey comes out <sighs> or some shit? Ooh, I don't know about. I think this has to be a straight up. I think someone has to eat a has to eat a submission. Mm. You think? I mean, I I would enjoy some. I mean, this is a big four. And so something wild fours, is going to happen. 
somewhere. Yeah, I, I understand that, but for big fours, I really like to see things get concluded. Yeah. You know, I mean, you move on to building up the next big four. Mm-hmm. But so I want some sort of finality with this. But it's like I said, it's hard for me to fathom either of them tapping out to the other person's submission. It's so hard for me to like, I, I don't think I've ever seen Natty tap. I saw Becky tap once at WrestleMania 32 when she had to eat the pin mm-hmm. because Flair was holding Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, and that show still over match. But I think that's the last time Becky ever tapped out to anything. Yeah. And this is so the, it's hard. The other thing is who is who does Becky drop to if not Natty? If Becky goes forward at SummerSlam. Question is who's the heel here? Natty. Natty. She's been acting kind of heelish. She's the heel in WWE's eyes. She's the face in the crowd's eyes. Of course. It's going to be a great double turn. It's kind of... Potentially. Potentially. Um, oh, do, do, does WWE go back to the well of Montreal Screwjob Natty in Toronto? Oh, my God. Because I'm telling you right now, that's that's in the realm of possibility. Because they've done it before. Can you imagine? Oh, I can. <laughs> I definitely can see them do I that. I kind of want it. <laughs> I don't. Like, I, I, t- I totally don't. I just want to see Twitter afterwards. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> you want to see the world burn. Yeah, I That's do. what you want to see. <laughs> My lord. We're going to figure out where we're going to watch this thing it's gonna go to jeff's house um but also the other women's title feud uh bailey versus ember moon i'm really enjoying as well it's so good you get to see a little bit more of a vicious bailey you get ember moon finally gets her opportunity after waiting a year and a half to show what she can do and i think they're going to put on an nxt style championship match you have two of the best nxt women's champions ever going up against each other for a main roster championship but I don't think they've ever faced off because Ember was coming in as Bailey was going out. Yeah, no, they didn't. So th- their paths never really crossed, which makes it that much more interesting because it's like a first time ever meetup for them. It's interesting to see Ember get this spot. Um, but it's probably because... By random choice, too. Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's probably because there's really no one else to give it to, to be honest. Um, but I'm glad she's getting it. It'll be interesting. Good match. I'm excited for it. I want to see where it goes. Me as well. You know, um, I want to see what the swerve is. If there swerve. is a swerve, or if it's just going to be a straight-up match. Enzo comes out mm. and is in Ember's corner. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? If who comes back? I didn't hear you. Enzo. Your favorite. <laughs> God, what a such a waste of what life. If Sasha comes back. <laughs> Don't say such things. Had a dream, I had a baby. <laughs> Don't kill my theme, damn it. God. Um, but also, there's a... All right, so looking at this card right now for SummerSlam, there is a lot of great matches. WWE has this magical thing of stacking the card last minute just in case if you're anywhere in the vicinity of Toronto, you are now going to consider showing up to SummerSlam. For instance... I mean, we're close enough. We are close enough. I don't, and don't have tell a me, William. <laughs> that, well, you're shit out of luck, Kate. You all got to <laughs> smuggle me into Canada. 
It's the, I'm not smuggling a small white you no. into camp. I'm, yeah, I'm not doing not that. Not a good look for me. <laughs> yeah, You're like officer, I can explain. No, I can. That's when I. That's when I get shot and die. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they they booked on SmackDown Sami Zayn versus Alistair Black. I... Dead. Lord Almighty, someone's getting their head kicked off. Oh my god, it's gonna be so fucking good. Like I don't I don't even know where you put this. Where do you put Sammy and Alistair? In the middle. Do they kick off a show? They can't. Why a no free show? <laughs> it, no, no. It, it, this sounds like a main roster feud. They're gonna <laughs> Oh my god. You don't understand how excited I am. I think I think you have him kick off a show. Sami Zayn gets the crowd pumped because they're in Canada. Obviously, Alistair Black comes out second. They put on a great kick off, a great show to kick off the the main pay per view. But Sami Zayn's you know, gonna all- lose in Canada though. <laughs> it's fine. Just because <laughs> they've loaded the card with a lot of Canadians doesn't mean they're all gonna win. Could you imagine the- if every Canadian becomes like champion by the end of the night? <laughs> Honestly, on it would I I couldn't believe it because SummerSlam's usually the heel pay per view. Um, except KO is going to win because KO's not quitting. No way. I think. Yeah. Um, the other match that got announced. Speaking of making this a very Canadian SummerSlam as much as it could, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte, the worst kept secret in all of wrestling for the past week, finally became official. Um, in an okay promo, more so a better promo from Charlotte than it was from Trish, but this is everybody's dream match except for mine because Trish versus Sasha is always going to be the better match. Be that as it may, Sasha's not around. We get Trish versus Charlotte because you're not going to have Charlotte out of a big four pay-per-view, so this gives Charlotte something to do and potentially cements, cementing her legacy as the greatest female of all time by beating Trish Stratus. You know who's really happy about this match? Who? Slack. Of course he is. So Slack's favorite female wrestler in the history of time is Charlotte Flair. He worships really? her. No. You know, you're saying you're telling me there's somebody that he worships more than you, Kate. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte Flair. Wow, I'm impressed. Slack worships Don't Charlotte. Don't dye your hair Flair. blonde. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> uh, in the in the the pings of the ring group chat, Slack fucking popped off before Charlotte even came out, and he was like, wow. "No, no, no!" He goes, "I don't fucking want Charlotte." But this is the thing, though, I don't like Charlotte at all. But she, it's that's you can't say she doesn't deserve this opportunity because she a thousand percent does. I'm just happy she's off of Instagram. She's off right of now. Instagram. Just... She's out of the hot tub. She's not doing salsa. She's doing something and. <laughs> She's in a high-profile <laughs> SummerSlam match that keeps her away from the title. This is what everybody wanted. Everybody was tired. And if tired it's somebody of, that's going to look at, sorry, continue. No, everybody was like tired of her being in the title picture all the time. Now she's not in the title picture, and people are still annoyed because people wanted to be Sasha. Sasha's not here. I'm sorry. Get over Listen, it. Listen, you're, you're going to have three quality women's matches on this SummerSlam. You're going to have two title matches and a very good, you know, past versus present wrestling match from two women that can that can still go. You tell me Trish can't go? Trish can go. Not going to be she's not going to be phenomenal, but, Charlotte but can she help can her. go. Exactly. So what more do you want? People suck. From that. It goes over. 
Oh, it's obviously Charlotte. Trish is going to finally do what she was supposed to do when she actually retired and put somebody <laughs> over. Yeah. Instead of winning with the sharpshooter in your home country with the women's title and then leaving with the women's title. Like, that's not good. I'm going to read what, no, was not a good luck. what was Slack's exact <laughs> phrase about this, because I, I don't know why I, like, fucking cried laughing. It's probably because of Slack. Um, where? Um, but if she actually beats Trish in Toronto, I'm just going to have a breakdown. That is a direct quote. <laughs> so when, oh, it's happening. when Trish Stratus loses in Canada, check on your Canadians, guys, listeners. Check on your Canadian friends. Make sure no one dies because Trish Stratus is going to lose in Canada. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I should so I should so go to SummerSlam and be the biggest Charlotte Mark. You should. In the world. I th- oh, I think you should. Oh, I I would die a happy man. Is Slack actually <laughs> is Slack going to SummerSlam or is he just going- Slack will be there from what I know. Mr. Fretz is not going to be there. That, that breaks my heart. From what from what I've gathered from the interwebs, a uh, a former trash talker Skywalker from a fabled. Uh, faction called the Valkyrie. Never heard of them before. Mm. Um, they? Will potentially also be there. I think you and should. And she's go. actually, she's actually. Don't. Uh, it's been going. I have, I have, I have like two weeks to figure this out. We, it's going, been, it's been going back and forth in my head. Are you going to a football game? Or did that happen already? What are you talking about? I feel like you had college football stuff to do. I do, but that's eleven days after SummerSlam. Like, don't you have a football game or something to go do around SummerSlam? It's not a football game; it's the, the football, football game. game. Damn All it! Right. God damn it! Florida versus Miami. Let's go Gators. <laughs> Anywho, let's 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 do another prediction here. Uh, what's Daniel Bryan's big fucking announcement? There isn't one. He's pregnant. Very <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? Oh my, could you shut imagine? Shut the fuck up. That would break. <laughs> could you imagine if that was it? <laughs> that would be um, amazing. What could it be? He's not a vegan anymore? Could you imagine if he comes out and he's like eating a burger? <laughs> 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 he's eating he's a burger. He's, he's, he's bringing CM Punk back. Shut the fuck up, Joe. You dare get me excited. It's like... <laughs> Could you imagine? I would die. Here, here's, here's my here's my DB announcement. It's not an announcement. He replays the Mr. McMahon angle <laughs> where he just doesn't speak and then he walks into a limo <laughs> and then it explodes. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last we see of Daniel Bryan. Uh, month I quit wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Daniel Bryan, um, Daniel Bryan's announcement. He's going to be co-starring with the Big Show and the Big Show's new Netflix show <laughs> that just got announced on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> that worked well for <laughs> worked well worked well for his sister-in-law. Exactly. <laughs> I genuinely no, so don't yeah. know what it could be though. Well, what is your wackiest Daniel Bryan announcement? I'm trying to think of one. Twi- this should be a Twitter conversation. Like this, this is what my audio thing of something silly to say. <laughs> yeah, like something totally ridiculous. Um, Daniel Bryan's behind GTV. Uh, Daniel Bryan he, did not have cage-free eggs this morning. 
Daniel Bryan is the anonymous Raw GM. Daniel Bryan <laughs> is leaving wrestling to go to Holland to live in a windmill. <laughs> and and he's gonna cra- he's gonna craft those wooden shoes. <laughs> the Daniel clogs. Bryan is going. Yes, they're called clogs. Yes, Daniel Bryan is going to go to Kung Lung and become a new Iron Fist. Daniel Bryan is Hornswoggle's father. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is what Shane McMahon referred to as the black box upon his return. <laughs> the black. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Um, do you think Daniel Bryan attacked Roman Reigns today? There's a rumor that it's Daniel versus Roman. I don't want that. Neither do neither do I. No one needs to see a goat get speared. Oh. It's animal cruelty. We don't want that. <laughs> Interspecies erotica. <laughs> the big dog versus the goat. <laughs> I can do so much. Daniel Bryan needs Daniel Bryan needs Chick Fil A. That's the secret. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is going to bring Mania back match, the Godwins. Though. Heal Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan is a daddy. That would be a daddy match. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is going to coach the spirit squad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is the real higher power. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is secretly a soccer mom. <laughs> That's Daniel not a Bryan secret. did it. He, dri- he drives it. a minivan full of Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Bryan did it, and he did it for The Rock. <laughs> oh, my God. We can go through this all day Daniel and night. Daniel Bryan finally has the lucky charms from the leprechaun. <laughs> da- da- Daniel Bryan is going to have a triple threat match at SummerSlam between him, Enzo Amore, and Joey Janela. Set to the Blink-182's Enema of the State. <laughs> Jesus, that's very specific. Yeah, right. I think that's a good one to end on. Daniel, Daniel Bryan is the seventh Infinity Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we gotta pay some bills, and hopefully, Daniel Bryan doesn't snap us into obliteration. <laughs> we'll be right back where we talk a little bit of NXT, a Bailey interview, and this whole beat between Freddie Prince Jr. and John Cena. Stay tuned for more. What up, Ooses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera at Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. Hey, it's me. Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast on Wrestle Addict Radio. And welcome back, folks, um, to Wrestle Addict Radio. And this is Kings of the Rings podcast. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. And so, as we begin to close up for today, let's talk a little bit about NXT. We don't talk about NXT that often on the show, but I feel it's a little bit warranted right now. Of course, we know NXT is building to their takeover, which, by the way, it's going to be fantastic. Pete Dunn's back. You have a pretty much a three stages of hell match going on between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with that but what what i want to really discuss here uh, about nxt is that we are now seeing the return of nxt originals and nxt alumni 
to NXT to help out the brand and also the I don't know give them something to do. We have underutilized talent like Apollo Cruz is now getting a chance to help out in wrestle with Kushida. You have Tyler Breeze now being part of the NXT storyline. So my question to you guys is: Is this a good or bad thing for the industry? I think it's amazing. I um I like see I don't view nxt as a demotion like a lot of people do i do view it as a third brand i like the people that aren't typically utilized in the main the main roster or like the title picture or anything are being focused somewhere else and they can't i i enjoy it i don't see who it's hurting yeah i don't think it is and i think you need to bolster that roster a little bit more with your up-and-coming talent and your young talent we do have a lot of new talent like with the whole breakout tournament a lot of new faces a lot of new people we need like tyler breeze we need apollo Cruz to kind of like need people to write the shit but you also going to need them if the rumor is true if fox sports or fox sports one or fox whatever it is is going to bring nxt to tv you need people who know how to work tv and you need those people who know how to work tv to teach the young people how to work tv you know it's going to be a completely different you know ball game if nxt does go to television and gets taken off of the wwe network i don't think it's a demotion Uh, i think demotion is too harsh a word but that being said, like these guys are coming back to NXT pretty much just to job out, um, which I think in and of itself is a little unfortunate. I don't see Tyler Breeze getting the NXT title. I don't even see Tyler Breeze getting the North American title. Paul Cruz, same thing. Um, so it's just, it's just, I, I, I feel bad for the guys um, who, have to, who have to go back, or even in some cases, we want to go back. I think it's, it's not so much as a demotion on their part. It's more of a failure on WWE's part. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when Apollo Crews came up to the main roster, like when he first came up, I was like, this is quick. Yeah, it's too <laughs> quick. Know? It was K-quick. Yeah, it was too quick. And I think, yeah, yeah it was K-quick. Um, and I think he needed some more time in NXT. And I, wanna, I don't want to say it showed on the main roster, but they just had nothing to, they had nothing for him mm-hmm. on the main roster. And so he, you know, and he lost a lot of that time being shuffled on the main roster where he could have been down in NXT honing his craft a little bit more. Not more of his in-ring skill, but more so his promo skill and his his mic skill and his, his character, his, you know, his, his character, which he didn't get a chance to because he was so damn efficient in the ring. Well, hopefully this you know is his mean? opportunity to hone his craft now that he's down there. Yeah, and I was actually watching the uh, WWE PC's YouTube. Performance Center YouTube, again, is the best YouTube page that WWE has. They had this special with Apollo Crews when he came back and faced Kushida, and he even said he doesn't really consider it a demotion, but he feels like, you know, but WWE brass trust him to come back down there and help to elevate a talent that they're really trying to push. So he sees that as kind of not a demotion, but more like an honor. That's a very nice way to look at it. Good on him for having such a positive outlook on it, because a lot of people don't have an outlook like that. I mean, for somebody that smiles all the time, he better have a positive outlook. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you, know, you know how you know it's a demotion? Is he getting paid less? No, it's not a demotion. Exactly. And I don't know what Apollo Cruz's contract is like, so I doubt he's getting paid less. It's probably pretty good. I mean, in terms of our yeah. standards. 
was probably better than mine Same. or yours. So I it's, feel like he's doing it's well more for than himself. All, it's, it's more than all of the money we make this year combined. Mm-hmm. Probably in the next two years. Um, but moving along, so I don't know if you guys saw this Bailey interview. I heard about this interview that Bailey had what I think on Fox Sports Affiliate, but she went um, on this interview and this interviewer obviously had no idea about the wrestling world. Oh, I saw this. And, this, and this, is gonna be, this is, is going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Huh? This is going to be embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And then Bailey was talking about, you know, time on the road and, you know, how she has to travel from from um, from arena to arena. And sometimes they're three, four, five-hour drives, like, right after shows. And the lady was like, what? You guys don't have a union? You got, they, don't, they don't pay for cars for you guys to go? And Bailey's like, well, no. And she's trying to steer, steer it away from, like, you know, this uh, this conversation that the interview is trying to go in. And she's like, well, we should make a union for you. And Bella's like, well, no, sometimes the time on the road is really good. You get to create these great bonds and stuff with people. But you can tell that Bailey was really uncomfortable with this line of questioning. So my question for you guys is, I'm full of questions today, um, is that should the WWE pay for some sort of transportation service between shows for these wrestlers, for these superstars. I think they should make it an option. I think, I mean, if people like to do the drives, like if some people like being on the road and doing the whole road, sure. if people like doing that, then that's their prerogative. I think that WWE should have made the talent pay for their rentals or whatever. But okay. I feel like there should be an option at the very least. I know. I know what you know with the superstars who have been there longer and have saved up a little bit more money. They have their own tour buses. Big Show has a tour bus. John Cena, I think, had a bus. Brock had his you own know. plane. Brock had his own Brock, really, his own private jet or his own private yeah. airplane that he paid for himself. And WWE was like, "Yeah, you can do that. Fine." Sure. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, this, a question like this. This is this is a tough question to ask because it, it's what. Should it be, and what is it allowed to be? Like legally, WWE doesn't have to do a goddamn thing uh, mm-hmm. because Correct. they're independent contractors. They're ten ninety nines. Like WWE is not yep. responsible for any of that, and that's that comes with the package. That comes with the deal. But should it be like that? I mean, debatably no, but. I mean, they, they, they're not forced to do anything. They're not gunned to the head. They're not forced to be there. They can quit whenever the fuck they're on a contract, but they can ask for a release whenever they want if they don't like it. Um, so I totally get it um, being for someone who also is a 1099 and like that kind of freelance lifestyle. WWE is a little bit different because you don't get as much freedoms as other ICs do. But yeah. these guys make so much money. Um, I can't see like, a, like being th- that big of a difference, that big of an impact. And if you watch the Alexa Bliss 24, uh, 365, WWE can go out of their way to accommodate in certain situations. Like WWE made sure oh, yeah, for her, injury, her, yeah. her medical, her medical expenses, especially because it was a concussion. Like, yeah, they, they will go out of the way to take care of the independent contractors, which legally they are also not inclined to do. So. I think it's kind of like a win some, lose some. I mean, it would be nice for them to do, but it's a, at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. Yeah. There's more that yeah, the wrestlers I, need. Like, there would be more things to, like, 
focus on lobbying for like you know the wrestlers having insurance and more time off and crap like that than transportation transportation's a nice thing but i don't think it's the, the biggest priority uh, yeah but to counter that you ever drive four or five hours a night yeah every i used to every day baby <laughs> Every day, baby. Well, you're, you're a <laughs> like, I like, like driving at night, what, so like, I, I, I do as well. You know, but like, think about being like doing like running a marathon. You know, this is an exaggeration, but think about running a marathon right, and a then, wrestling match, and that'd be a nightmare. Yeah, and then you know, getting in a car and having to no, drive I to the agree. next town four or five hours a night, like. <laughs> Like, I yeah, think it should be an option for them. I just don't think it's the number one priority. Like, I don't think that's the number one thing that interviewers should be concerned about. But I definitely think that the John Oliver special on HBO a couple of months ago. Is, oh, fucking Christ. I hate that guy. <laughs> I feel like that interview is definitely, like, the reason that, like, the interview kind of went in that direction. Yeah. Like, for sure. And I think it's it's definitely a good thing to be aware of. I agree. I agree. Um, and, you know, providing services for your employees isn't out of the realm of possibility. I know my friend who uh, worked for, or works for MLB or worked for MLB. He now works for the mouse. Um, when he would work in graveyard shifts at the end of his shift, he would get the MLB was mandated to give him a private car service door to door from his work site in Chelsea to Hoboken. That's amazing. So he doesn't, so he doesn't drive like unsafely correct yeah right and, and and there is there is some instances where wwe will cover airfare they will cover hotel rooms like wrestlemania season they cover everything yeah if they go to saudi arabia i'm assuming they cover everything that's an expensive fucking flight so yeah um again wwe does not have to do that legally they do not right so yeah to say they should unionize that's not necessarily fair debatable it doesn't, no, you, I agree. It doesn't I don't think they need to. It doesn't tell the whole story. And the John Oliver thing definitely didn't tell the whole story, especially when they're quoting from Wrestling with Shadows with the very bitter Bret Hart in 1998. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> totally bitter. Um, so not as bitter, but something that seemed very interesting uh, is Freddie Prince Jr. You might know him from such famous 90s <laughs> um, rom-coms like She's All That. And probably that's about it. <laughs> nah, dude, oh my he's God. my Fred from Scooby-Doo. Always and forever. <laughs> uh, he was he was Fred from Scooby-Doo. I forgot. So Freddie Prince Jr., um, what a lot of people don't know is after his acting career died, which is really quickly. Um, he wrote for WWE for a while, right? <laughs> he wrote for WWE. Yes, Huge he did. Huge wrestling fan. He wrote, and he was helping out the talent with being an actor. And I don't know any better actor than Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> to learn acting Couldn't from. name one. <laughs> Couldn't name one. <laughs> What's... <laughs> God, I'm being choked up with irony. <laughs> However, Freddie Prince Jr. revealed on... Um, he was on, um, I want to say, Ariel Hanawai show. He's a big MMA person. Um, and for some reason, him and Freddie Prince Jr. got to talking about his time working... Um, for WWE and his interesting relationship with one John Cena. So I'm going to play this clip for you right now. Oh, boy. And we're going to hear what Freddie had to say. Here we go. They can play. 
Here we go. I were the only, John Cena and I were the only ones who really didn't get along. Like he, wow. it got to the point where, and I respect what John brought to WWE. He had to hold that company on his shoulders during the PG era when no one else wanted to. That could have been Hunter. That could have been Hunter, but he didn't want that cross. He wanted to be more rated R and do the stuff he liked to do. John took that upon himself. So for that, wrestling fans should be grateful because it's what made the money, the company, enough money to go in the direction that hopefully we all wanted to go in. Um, but we did not get along, and he did not like that I was there. I think he called me Ashton Kusher for, like, the first what? three months I was there and walked into one of the acting classes in the middle of it and just sat down in the middle of the class. And in between the two wrestlers. And I go, yo, man, let me talk to you outside for a minute. Oh. He comes outside, and I'm not one to have, like, confrontation with some, you know, giant muscle head dude. But I don't, I'm not going to take shit off anybody, or otherwise you're dead at that company. So we go outside. I'm like, look, bro, you're not in this class because you know how to do this. But you don't want to teach these guys or girls. So let me do my job. Let me do what Vince wants me. I'd say Vince's name so he knows said, let me do what Vince wants me to do and just stay out of here. And to his credit, he goes, look, I know I approach this stuff in a barbaric sort of way, but you either got it or you don't. I said, dude, you're right about that. But you can get better or worse depending on the type of instruction you have. And do you want them to have instruction from Vince in the promo class or from me? (laughs) Well, well, that's actually a good question. You have to pick Fred from Scooby-Doo or Vince McMahon. Who do you pick? Ooh, tough choice. I've seen Vince on camp WWE. I I agreed with everything he said up until that last sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Vince in camp WWE. That's a great acting job. I love camp WWE. Yeah, it's I, I found that really interesting, and I wanted to kind of discuss that. Because you think Freddie Prince Jr., like, like you said, you think the guy from She's All That and, you know, um, from fucking the Scooby-Doo live action, you don't really see him as kind of this tough guy, but he, he had the balls to approach John Cena, and John Cena also, he portrays John Cena as a dick. I don't agree with him at all. There's no way. <laughs> I can see it. Well, some so how people, long some ago people just don't get along. That's true. I mean, some people just don't vibe well. Some people, I mean, I totally believe that they didn't get along because you're not going to get along with everybody. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, there's, there's plenty of people who love John Cena and say he's a great guy. There's just as many people who say he's a fucking asshole. Um, you can say the same thing. Sure. You can say the same thing about anybody. Um, so some, especially in a work environment, some people just don't work well together. And... You know that's just that's just how life is, um, and clearly they just didn't work well together. They just didn't vibe well together. They just didn't mesh together. And that that's really that's what that's really it. And you know Freddie Prince has kind of said, "Hey, this is my job. Let me do it." Good for him, man. Yeah, that's what he was yeah, hired no, to I'm, do. Let him do it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hired to teach them how to act. Let me do my job because I think what it, the message that he he didn't say it there, but he's like, "Hey, you're intimidating these people." Mm. And I can't have you here intimidating these people yeah. like there. It's like what I didn't. It's it's kind of something that happened to me, but I don't get intimidated easily. Probably because I'm a giant black man. Um, <laughs> but, 
but it was like when I was learning, um, when I was in grad school and we were learning, you know, how to conduct therapy, we would do practice therapy sessions on each other. And so you can either use the double-sided room in the mirror to listen in where your teacher would listen in or whatever, or my teacher who happened to also be the director of my program would just bust in the door and sit right between us mm. and just watch us you know, try to attempt whatever she had taught us that day. And for some people, that's nerve wracking as all hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate you know, that. That's a, that's, a, that's a very scary thing. And to me, I'm just like, oh, whatever the fuck, you're here. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but that's just, but then again, that's just my mentality. I'm definitely the minority. I'm not the majority in that. A lot of people, when you are just like put up against that, put that pressure like right in front of their face, a lot of people don't know how to handle that correctly. And I think that's what Freddie Prince was trying to tell Cena. Like, hey, listen, you're scaring them. And I don't need you to scare them right now. I need them to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just found that really interesting because you you never hear about former writers really coming out, especially that blaming and some especially some of that high profile as Freddie Prince Jr. um, come out and talk about his time in WWE because I don't think I've ever heard him say anything about his time in the company before. Which is, uh, I think, very very interesting thing. So hopefully we get more Freddie Prince Jr. Because I, I like that little sound clip we got from him. Yeah, I like, I like Freddie Maybe he'll Prince. Open up more. He, he's he's a likable guy, I, from what I've seen and heard. He maybe he was he was a he was a guest host. Yes, he was. Yes, he was way back when when it was a guest host era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loved it. Loved maybe that's Daniel Bryan's announcement. He's a new guest. He's a new guest <laughs> host of Raw. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh man! All right, but last but not least, time for our big, big announcement. So August 11th is coming up. August 11th is a big day in the wrestling community. That's when the wrestling community, um, pretty much descends upon our neighbor in the north, Toronto, Canada, home of the NBA champions and not Kawhi Leonard anymore, but home of the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. Um, but also on that day, August 11th, will be the, um, the, the debut, the premiere of Wrestle Addict Radio's collective Patreon page. That's right. So Kings of the Rings podcast, gift of podcast featuring the Monday Night Delight, Nacho Mama Soap Opera featuring Double F, Double C, Jeff Palmaccio, uh, Fourth Wall, WrestleCast, Doc Haas, Bones, Johnny Smarks, and the Game Changer Podcast, Nate the Effort Great, and Mr. Fred's. We are all combining our resources together to give you a different and what I believe to be the ultimate Patreon experience, where for only five dollars there are no tiers on this there is no tier system there is none of that we are going network style here five dollars a month gets you everything that we can come up with we're talking about the return of wrestle wars we are talking about the return of um of tip of the crown yes We are talking about the debut of Dashboard Confessionals, which you can find right now on our YouTube page, WrestleAddict Radio YouTube page, um, where Will and I went to Money in the Bank and talked about a bunch of random stuff, including how Dave went to three presidential um, debates (laughs) in his time in college. (laughs) Oh, that's 12 years. Um, 12 years, really? (laughs) Yeah, 12 years, really? (laughs) 
<laughs> What's Pathmark? Damn. All right. Hold on. <laughs> um, we we're talking about, you know, um, Saturday, Sunday Night Aftermath. Uh, we we're talking about the return of um, what did Jeff Jeff wants to do? Um, this, this is, is me. me. Oh. This is me, yes. We're talking about the debut of another series, potentially, with me and Kate are doing. It's called Love and Wrestling. You know, you, we could have some Fretzelmania stuff come on there. I might be writing some articles. You'll get exclusive pictures from whenever we go to wrestling events that you will not find anywhere else, not even on our Instagram. Um, you will have an exclusive Patreon chat, um, which will, you'll be able to interact with all of us on a consistent basis. For as much as you want to, um, because we are a bunch of chatterboxes. Uh, that and more to come. Am I missing it. anything from the Patreon? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I'm I'm very excited to keep to re-release Wrestle Wars because it's start- you know a lot of work into Wrestle Wars. It's it's starting to heat up, man. Like summer of '96, wrestling all around was actually like really good. Like June, no July yeah. of July of um '96 was. Good, it was very. Oh, so you good. got you. You just got to the dawn of the NWO. Yes, Hogan already turns. Okay, it's yeah, it's good. It's good. We're also talking about War Room, where we'll have a lot of cross branded shows, like the War Room podcast. Um, also talking. Oh, I had something. War Best Room. Best of the rest, baby. Best of the rest. Axe the Kings. Um, will also be coming back as well. So there's a lot on the horizon. Uh, for us, but be aware August 11th is the release date. I'm very excited for this. We're going to have a lot of interesting content coming from us and a lot of opportunity for you guys to even participate in some of that content as well. So, any other news and notes before we get the show on the road? Old Town Road is the longest running billboard number one of all time. Shut up. No, yes, it's not. It is. 17 weeks to beat Mariah Carey and fucking Billboard number one? Yeah. Really? What does it say? God, country music people are so pissed. <laughs> Longest running number one song is Little Nas X Old Town Road. 17 weeks. Nice. Um, also, in other wrestling news, uh, Impact, that cockroach that it is sometimes, <laughs> has found a way to survive. Um, I, I keep on shitting on Impact, but it actually is pretty good quality wrestling, especially for the people up north. They love it. They just had Slammiversary where they had the intergender main event between Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard, which I heard was phenomenal. I have not seen yet, but I heard it was phenomenal. But the Impact uh, roster got got uh, bolstered by one with the signing of Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. WWE's Emma, has signed with Impact. So try as you may with Impact, but somehow they stick around. Somehow they stick around. And also Pro Wrestling Noah of uh, of Japan uh, fame has also partnered with Major League Wrestling. Interesting. So the, yeah, the partnerships are coming to combat WWE and AEW, and also AEW debuts October second. So October, pretty much from August on, there's a lot of wrestling we got to prepare for. I'm you know, not ready. You're talking so- SummerSlam, WWE is returning to the Garden, AAA is coming to the Garden, AEW is debuting, Evolve has a show in New York. This is all 
August to October. We have all it's out. All we out. have takeover Cardiff. All out. Takeover UK takeovers the 31st. They're on the same NXT day. takeover. Yes, it is there is a oh. lot going on. We have a lot to talk about and discuss. And we have a Patreon. Well, so we'll have a lot of content to talk about. Also, um, Watch the Throne will also be returning as well. I'll be re-releasing Watch the Throne for everybody. Um, and that's gonna be a fun little ditty that I'm gonna be doing on a weekly basis. Is there anything else we're missing in wrestling? I think that's it. Perfect. Will send us out of here. Good sir. Me? No, I mean, like, um, to, fuck, you, you screwed it up. I'd be like, send us out and, like, start the music. That's what, what it meant. Okay. Oh, I thought Not you were encouraging him to start shouting. No, right? no, no. I don't want him to shout a no. Uh, I marked no, it. No, not at all. Uh, I marked it. It's, yeah, it's good. good. Perfect. Well, the, music, right. the music's playing. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Cod Podcast, episode 158, The Vanilla Gorilla. I've been your host, King Ricky Rose, the chocolate gorilla. Um, you can find me at Ambassador Biggs on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings Podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on all places where you can find podcasts itunes iHeartRadio, spotify by subscribing to wrestle addict radio look at our people our wrestle addict radio pages now on youtube wrestle addict radio on facebook and instagram wrestle addict radio and also at addict underscore wrestle on the twitter page macho man how are we doing today will I, I cannot do that much, man, voice, because I will get stripped throat again. Uh, but, guys, this <laughs> is Will Tarajic, Tisa Thomas, A-R-A-S-H, UK. Find me on the instant gramification for all the dankest memes and all the things going on. Did you just say instant gramification? Yeah, I saw that last he week, too. You should listen week. to the show. Jesus. Instagram is officially the instant gratification at Will Tarashuk. And guys, I finally figured out what is on the top of the Vanilla Gorilla playlist. And it, of course, is none other than Brock Lesnar strolling down I-95, listen to fucking LL Cool J. Because mama said, knock you out. Ain't that right, Kate Murphy? That was a good one. I'm fucking dying. It is me, the Queen B. Kate Murphy, the HBIC of Wrestle Addict Radio. You can find my Instagramification at, uh, at the Kate Murphy, on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. And you can find me and my ukulele coming out of Brock Lesnar's Boombox, as well as at August 10th at the Velvet Lounge, we are doing a benefit for the homeless. $10 at the door without a donation, but if you bring a can of food, it'll be seven at the door. Come Ooh. hang out. Let's have some fun. Let's jam out. And bring your canned goods, damn bring it. Bring your cans. They last. Let's feed people. Yes, bring your cans and be able to shake your cans at the Velvet Lounge. Or if not, you will not be having a pleasant Velveteen dream, folks. So that's all we have for this week here at Kings of Ring Podcast. Be Where sure. Kings? Hey, 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 you had your moment. <laughs> You had your moment last week. I did it last Damn week. It was it. a lot of fun. But where are the kings? Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. It needs some work. I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm saying it needs that some work. That was my very first Anywho. time, okay? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Of the rings. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> so be sure to tune in next week. We'll definitely have a lot more wrestling to talk about. It's going to be our go home show for SummerSlam. So we're going to have a lot of predictions, a lot of shit to talk about because it's going to be a long card and a long night. And also, we'll talk about more of the Patreon coming up. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, this is Kings of the Rings Podcast, and I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. Goodbye and good night. And fuck you, Slack. Yeah. <laughs>